Welcome to the meeting room, where we get into a room and we meet. My name's Diana. I'm Sean. Let's get into it. Look at me. What about me would make you think that I care about your opinion of me? Your opinion of me is not the opinion that I have of myself. You ain't make me, so you can't break me. You didn't build me, so you can't kill me. I, I, you know what? God, God established me, so you ain't nothing you could do to me. I've been him. I've been a difference maker, a game changer. I've been that guy. So what will change? Not a darn thing. I'm not even playing the game, and you got an opinion of me. I love it, but I don't care. And I wish the world thought like that. Youngsters, if you're out there right now, do not give a darn what opinion people have of you. Long as that opinion is not consistent of that of yourself. You be you. I'm not paying to make you feel good about me. I already feel good about me. I'm good. Message for the youngsters out there. And the old, old school, not old food. <laughs> well, welcome back to another episode. Cheers. Cheers. We gotta, we gotta tell the people what we're drinking. What you drinking? I'm drinking good old lemon lime seltzer. Mm. Regular sparkling water seltzer. The little that lime. Giant brand. It's a giant brand, of course. Four dollars a pack. In this economy, I'm not getting Perrier. <laughs> I can't afford it. <laughs> Perrier is that like the the, the Cadillac of yeah sparkling I, water? I feel like that probably is it. You know, people talk about. Like, people are very specific about their water. Shout out to my friend, Brooke. He's, like, very specific about the water he buys. Like, when he lands in D.C., we go straight to CVS. He's buying his, like, alkaline water. He's very specific about it. And I feel like if I actually invested in, like, good water, I would be just as gung-ho about it as he is. But I've never thought about investing in, like, the water I drink. But people say there's a difference in the taste of water. There definitely is a difference. I mean, let's be honest. Our American infrastructure is shit. So the water pipes that have we used that were built in the 50s and the 60s, it's nothing but lead and other metals and minerals and toxins that are being released into that water, which has been only only given rise to the plastic bottled water industry. And so, you know, okay. you got to be more considerate about your water. Hence, you see my water filtration system. Yeah. I mean, I have a water filter, like, little jug in my house. No, but that, but, you know, that, that, oh. that little water, that's, come on now. What do you mean? It's a Brita little filter. Brita is part of the problem, too. Uh-oh, we can't have anything nice in this No, we can't, clearly. You know, back in my country, you collect the rainwater and you put, you put a little, um, a little, what is that thing? There's like a little tablet you can put in the water, it dissolves, and it's supposed mm. to clean it up. Oh, I thought you was going a different route. I was about to say, I think the, the whites would call that DIY water. <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about DC water, but let's get back to let's get back Yeah, let's to not me. talk about DC water. That's <laughs> not the topic of conversation. What are you drinking? I I'm saw, drinking. I, before, before you even say what you're drinking, I feel like, because I'm still on my sober journey. Mm. <clears> Congratulations. It's actually, it's so funny because this sober... <laughs> <laughs> the sober journey is like a me journey like it's gonna it can end whenever it's just that every day i'm like yeah i don't feel like drinking so it keeps extending but like it's beautiful but i saw you putting it and i felt like you were trying to be respectful i don't know if you're trying to be respectful to me but you were like pouring your drink in the, in the corner over there and i was like he could just pour it out in the open you oh no just, oh okay so it had nothing to do with no whatsoever listen so <laughs> what you, you want to drink then that's only you what are you drinking i'm drinking uh, a whiskey and ginger more specifically, Woodford Reserve. Okay. And ginger. It's not... Uh, you know, I'm still kind of new to this whole drinking thing. You can't say you're new if you've been drinking for over a year. Because every time we talk, you're like, you know, I'm new to this. <laughs> I can't am be new, new. That's my out. Like, that's that's how I, like... Okay. I'll let you have Duck it. out. Because, you know, people really feel a way about their wines and their spirits. Like, oh, you got to drink this. When at the end of the day, it's all poison, so... As you take a sip. As I take a sip. But this it's the poison I choose. Are and I think that, realistically, everybody has their own specific brand of toxicity. Okay. Well, are you into wines? No. So you're just not into it? Like, you don't... There's no white wine, no red wine? None of it tastes good. None of it... it like, I know people be like, oh, the notes. And I don't... I don't get it. 
So I used to want to be a red wine connoisseur because I thought it was classy, like in my early 20s. Mm. And I actually discovered that I cannot digest red wine well enough. I don't know if it's like an actual allergy. I've never gotten tested for it. it. But anytime I have red wine, it does not stay in my stomach. I Yeah, so that's just what happens. And it's only been consistently red wine. Mm. And I don't have that feeling when I drink anything else. Now, I've never gotten like medically tested for it. I just know that it doesn't sit well with me. And so Mm -hmm. I just don't drink it anymore. Mm -hmm. But I used to think it was so cool because I was like, red wine just seems so classy. And then, you know, you see all these little... these like red wine goes with red meat and like all mm. these pairings and stuff or like red wine with desserts. Right, right. And I used to want to be that person so bad, but then now I'm just like, I you don't like it. You want to feel it. classy. Yeah, yeah, I want to be fl- But you can be classy in a rosé. That's why I like rosés. Yeah, you can be classy and drink Hennessy. And so when I... <laughs> you can be classy and drink a 40 malt. Like, uh, or f- 40. Can I ask a... What like what is a like what li- liquor is a forty month? Is it beer? Me? I'm new to drinking. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. You said it, and I, I just. I mean, was you just assumed because I was black that I knew about forties. That is a hundred percent correct. Liquor. I just assumed, so I'm not even gonna pretend. But yeah. you said it with you said it. I mean, I would never even reference that. Forty. I mean, I only know about forties from TV. And is it because it's a forty ounce? I guess we can Google because it's forty ounces. Google is yeah. free. It's 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 cheap liquor. It's 40 ounces of liquor for cheap that they sell in liquor stores because they want black people to be drunk and intoxicated and inebriated and not realize what's going on in the world. That's really but the anyways, plot. That's really the plot of they clone Tyrone. That's I mean, that's hey, really the plot. Now you're talking, sister. But before we get down to sports and movies and TV and all that, mm-hmm. how was your Labor Day weekend? Because it's been a minute. It has been a minute. It's been a minute since it's been me and you too. Yeah. Shout out to the home team original. What kind of forever? Oh no, no more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how was my Labor Day? I didn't do anything. I, I I was putting in work. I'm I'm trying to do something with my life. You know, like mm-hmm. they said, it, mm, like they said in they they call Tyrone. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out. So I can't be. You know, it's what is Labor Day anyway? We celebrating. Well, hard labor. Hard. I mean, nowadays celebrating force. Yeah. Yeah, celebrating. (laughs) I'm gonna leave my other thoughts and stuff that I read about that alone. But um, yeah, I didn't do too much. It was working. What about you? Uh, I went back to Dallas to hang out with my family because I'm the only one who's up here. So, um, for my family. Uh, at some point, my sister used to live here, so it was fun. Like we actually did a Thanksgiving here, just me, her, and an, um, and our friend Brooke, who's like family to us. Mm. And that was like when we were all in school. I was in law school; they were in medical school. And I remember that that Thanksgiving was the first Thanksgiving we hadn't gone home mm. because we we're like, well, we're here together, so like, why not? Why not? Right. But now it's just me. They've all moved to different places, mm. so I ended up going home. And it's been a minute since I've been home. I was I last time I was home. I think it was January. Holly home, but um, always weapon. I know, and um, I do love Dallas. Dallas is so comfortable. Like that's where that's where I grew up since I was six years old. That's my you know that's my American hood. home. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's my hood. hood. Yeah, that's your hood. Um, Shout out Fort Worth. Uh, no, we're not that west. <laughs> well, I don't know. Where, I don't. I don't know anything Shout about out Frisco. Dallas. <laughs> Frisco sounds like San Francisco, so Frisco actually it's a pretty it's 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 a new it's the newer area of Dallas. It's this place that's still being built up and didn't really start getting like built up until like maybe two thousand and five. So I grew up in like the Plano Frisco area. But I went home for Labor Day, hung out with my mom. Shout out to We had a good time. Um saw my cousins, my little cousins, saw my family, so it was nice. But it was hot. It was hot and I think I forget well, A, I forgot how hot it really gets right. in the South. And B, the truth is, it is probably hotter than it's ever really been. So it wasn't that, it wasn't be, like part of the experience, like the heat, overwhelming heat was because it's never been this hot before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it was a good time. And, you know, so. it almost feels like Labor Day is like the the weekend when you're reminded oh my god the whole year has like flown by already and everyone's like oh my gosh it's september already Mm -hmm. and you look back and you think this is the beginning of the end of summer because summer doesn't officially end until the 22nd well summer ends when niggas go back to school i mean when people go back to school (laughs) (laughs) wait have you seen that video of that of that uh it's like floating around on tiktok of that pastor who was like when niggas i mean people that's hilarious (laughs) i mean because you know we try to censor ourselves for corporate media 
But yeah, it's it's when people go back to school, that's when it's like summer's over. Yeah. Even in my mind, I haven't been in school since 2017, 2016. And even still, summer ends upon Labor Day. Once September hits, summer's over. My first summer after graduate no well because you're doing we we're doing bar prep and stuff like mm. the first summer as a working adult you're like dang i can't just go home and take a break like you forget because when you're in school from when we went straight from undergrad straight into through. law school when you've been in school for so long you don't understand the transition it's may and i gotta go to work still like i'm not at home or chilling. it's my birthday but you gotta go to work do you actually work on your birthdays yeah, I'm not. One I know I, black women are like, oh, I don't work on my birthday, self care, but like, I, well, my birthday. Black is always, men aren't there yet. My birthday is always the week of Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving itself. So sometimes I just, I'm on the clock because. Oh know, yeah, you got one of those. Yeah, it, it might just like you know, it's just one of those days where it's like it's not going to be much going on anyways. I do know someone who said that they judge people who work on their birthdays because that's the one day you should not be doing anything and i was like i, I was telling myself i was like i'm gonna do that one day like i'm just gonna take a full day off i've never taken a full day off for my birthday one day even if it's the wednesday before thanksgiving i'm just gonna take a full day off and just enjoy myself and that's fair. appreciate I mean, myself it's 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 necessary it's needed you can appreciate yourself it doesn't always have to be on your birthday that feels a little bit narcissistic but it's healthy if you like, you know what, I'm going to take this time, this week, this day to reflect, to relax. But some people just use that as an excuse to go to the bar and get drunk. I will say that this always been something that I've told myself on my birthday. Mm-hmm. I My 30th birthday was the first time I threw myself a party. Usually it's like a small dinner, a casual thing. I'm not really, I've never had a party like that. When was your 30th birthday? Last year. Oh, you know, oh, you guys weren't able to make it. You guys had a wedding. I didn't count the... No, because your 29th birthday, I was there. It wasn't a party. That was... What was it then? My 29th? I wasn't even... It was like, thanks... It was Friendsgiving and... Oh, my, my 29th, me, you, and Mahalit went out to dinner. And then I flew out the next day. No, because the year after, you had a whole thing. I, I remember... The year after was my 30th. Last year was your 30th, 30th. the year before. Was your 29th. Okay, so I'm talking about the 29th then. Okay. Yeah, so I we had the dinner, just the three of us. No, I'm- no, no. The 29th was, you had a whole thing. We was at your apartment. It was Friendsgiving. But I always conflate your birthday oh, and Friendsgiving. That was just Friendsgiving because it was me and a friend hosting it in my birthday, apartment. But we were uh, also celebrating you, so. Okay, well, I've never thrown myself a party like I did for my 30th. But I've, I've always told my- myself a party. I've always told myself on my birthday, Mm -hmm. I don't really, I'm not, I don't care. I mean, thank you for posting me on Instagram. I don't care if you're posting me on Instagram. I don't care if you text me. You don't care at all. I don't care. You know who cannot forget my birthday? Who? My mother and my sister. That's it. They're the only two people who really should not forget my birthday. And I always buy myself something nice. Mm. It doesn't matter how much it, how much money it is. It doesn't matter how little money it is. I always have to buy myself something nice that day and just appreciate a, that I have the, the necessary funds to even buy whatever i'm buying and b mm. to just appreciate myself birthday traditions are important i think you definitely want to okay maybe the reason why i'm not too concerned about what happens or if people you know people are very particular about their birthdays mm-hmm. is because my birthday has always been during the week of a holiday yeah so it's either on thanksgiving or around it and so i've never really had birthday parties around that time yeah you don't really get the chance to have birthday party energy so for me it's i'm used to being with my family or i'm used to having right, a small right, right. group around so for so i think the idea of buying myself something nice and really taking time to just be like in a peaceful mindset that day makes yeah. it really enjoyable no that's me. fair i mean birthday birthday party energy is important um very important and when your birthday is around a holiday it's kind of hard to have birthday party energy because um, times of the year, even though it's your birthday, like, no, this is Thanksgiving. Even though it's September, it's the start of football season. Like, it's certain things that, like... That is a celebration. It's a celebration. Like, I'd, I'd be surprised because football ain't really necessarily my favorite sport. Like, it's cool, but people, like, really, like... Football! Oh my goodness! Oh, football! I can't wait! I'm ready. 
And I'd be like, all right, bro, like, you need to, like, I don't know, use a little too much testosterone. I mean, that's exactly why, that's exactly the place you need to have that extra testosterone. Is that a football game? That's for the players. Well, you know, everybody thinks they would have played football. No, you wouldn't have played football. If they had Unless you actually played football (laughs) and you know what it's like to get hit. Like, I got, I have a... I played football. I didn't. I didn't even play football in high school. I played football. I know you're not ready for that type of pain. But everybody feels like they could do it. Sometimes that's the problem. Sometimes when I watch, I mean, I'm a woman, right? Sometimes when I watch and I and I am critiquing some of the players, I have to stop myself and be like, "Can I even run ten yards without being out of breath? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta think about that. Can I run in a, you know, can I run and try to have some hand-eye coordination trying to catch a ball? Not at all." 90% of the people watching and critiquing these folks on the field can't do it. So you just have to watch with that in mind. <laughs> well, boom, let's boom, let boom. now that we're on the topic, because, you know, Sean and I have different teams that we root for. We are an NFC East family over here, but we're on two different teams. And Sean was so excited about his little commander's win. I First mean, and foremost, don't, don't, <laughs> I don't like how you, how, you, how you put the rollout out. Can okay? I just say the city? It's like when y'all win, DC, it's almost like, it's almost like you're, you're, everyone gets just so excited over one little win. It's very odd behavior, but maybe this is just, I need to get used to it if I'm going to be, you know, in DC for a long time. Explain to me how you uh, celebrated the win. First and foremost, I don't like how you characterize our win, okay? We're under new leadership. We're under new management. Oh, that could have been part of the excitement. That has a lot to do with the excitement. Like, we're no longer under Dan Snyder's reign. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, like, Magic Johnson is the head of the commanders. Not really, but in our minds, he is. He's a representative. We like Magic Johnson. Oh, there's there's a new offensive coordinator too, right? I don't know. Oh, you don't know. I don't follow enough to know. Okay, I think they. I think I think the Commanders have a new offensive coordinator, and I think he's a black man. What I know is that a black man is a. It is a black man. A minority owner of the Washington Commanders. Okay, black man. And we won. We haven't lost this season. Actually, when you think about the. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we haven't lost this season. Hey, wow. Okay, that's really exciting. Preseason, we came out with the double. And we played Arizona. Like, we played out of our conference. Let's be real. Y'all played the Giants. Like, Wait, hold on. We're going to get to the Cowboys in a second. Let's yeah, talk about your commanders. Let's wrap this up with your commanders. Yeah. Don't don't try to throw uh, you know shoot a stray at my, at my Cowboys. Let's talk about your commanders. I will say this. You guys do have a black uh, owner. He's part of the ownership group. Part owner. Part owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do have a person of color who's a head coach, and you do have a black man who is the offensive coordinator. So I think you guys have pretty good leadership this year. Yeah, we not under. I mean, like I said, we're not under. Uh, what's Dan that Snyder. Name? Dan Snyder. We. So is there's a new spirit. There's a new life that's been breathed into the team, even. If you was watching Wale, they need story, to breathe. What I don't know some if you life saw, into that stadium though. If you saw, okay, still stop talking shit. Oh damn, Wale's okay. story. If you watch Wale's story, he was at the game, and some of my friends was at the game, and the the energy there was was magnanimous. Okay, was, I, I watched the huge. game. Right, I didn't see the game, but the point is, I don't have <laughs> Paramount Plus. I'm sorry, so I watched. I was watching the Ravens game. Wait, did you have Peacock? I had Peacock, yeah. It was streaming. It was on NBC, was it not? No. Oh, okay. Well, I watched watch, it. It went from the Ravens game to the uh, the Saints. Okay. Well, I have Sling TV. Yeah, which is you a great, have, by the way. I mean, that's not even a plug, but I love Sling TV. Um, and then I still pay for all the other memberships. So The point is, we're 1-0. Oh. The only people... Did the Eagles win? Yeah, the Eagles won. Oh, the Giants is sick. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be a Giants fan right now. I mean, I loved watching bottom of the NFC East. When we were when we were texting yesterday, I was like, I someone's gonna someone in the NFC East is gonna be a loser, mm-hmm. and, and then you were like, as long as it's not us, 
<laughs> I was like, okay, fair. It ain't us. I couldn't talk shit until the Cowboys won. That I really felt joy in nah, my heart. Nah, that's crazy that they won. That's that's forty. I'm kind of sick, but I'm like, all right. Cowboys cool. won forty to zero. That was a defense. That was a Cowboys defense the whole way through. Because I'm not even gonna lie. Forty to zero is clearly offense. It's either the Cowboys offense or it's the New York Giants defense. No, because I mean I watched the game, so I, the. 40 to 0? Two or three of those were like def- like the defense scored the touchdown. Or two or th- Did you watch the game? No. I'm the not, first I'm two touchdowns were from the defense. The first one was like a blocked uh, field goal that they ran back for a touchdown. Oh second one was um second one was a fumble recovery back to the to the end zone. Mm. And then like I mean yeah, the other maybe so two of the touchdowns were defense, two of the touchdowns were offense. But I think the defense played really well. I don't think the I think both offenses played well. It's just that the Cowboys offense played better than the Giants offense, but the Cowboys defense came to play. I mean now here's, here's, they had seven sacks. Shit. Jeez. Actually I think that's like the second they were saying that's the second most sacks for an opening game for the in Cowboys that's history. A, that is a lot. Seven sacks. I felt bad. I felt bad for Daniel Jones because the Cowboys pulled their starters in the fourth quarter, and he was Daniel Jones was still playing out there. Now here's gonna be the real test. Oh, but he just got paid. Maybe he's like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta put my money where my, you know, my mouth is. I guess. Now here's gonna be the real test. Y'all play. Y'all play Arizona. You worry about your team. What, what is? <laughs> I'm just. What is going on here? Look at your schedule. We play next. We play. The Broncos. Broncos is... Uh, uh, Denver Broncos lost yesterday, though, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Now, I'm really concerned about the Bills, but we're going to see. Oh, the Bills are playing tonight. Mm. But the Broncos lost by, like, a point or something. All right. But the Bills is who I'm paying attention to because the Bills is, is nice. Shout they out played... To, shout out to Griselda, um, Westside Gun. All the folks in Buffalo, New York. I know y'all y'all big and y'all care about y'all sports teams, but it's been a it's been a it's been a big week for sports. If you are gonna catch part of the game later today, uh, they're playing the Jets, and Aaron Rodgers is starting for the Jets this year. So I'm actually excited to see how Aaron Rodgers plays on this new team. No one cares. Listen, I care. Listen, the point, the truth of the matter is, is that Aaron Rodgers. No one is paying attention to what you do anymore. Okay, we clearly figured out that you are a, if not racist, prejudiced white man. Because he was the one who was giving money, took, gave his money to. He did something in regards to like Mississippi volleyball college team and was trying to take money was that Aaron Rodgers oh I'm thinking of Brett Favre <laughs> I was gonna let I was gonna let you say the whole thing but I was like Mississippi no that was not that was Brett Favre that was Brett Favre he, my he bad, did used to play yeah he did used to play for my bad my bad Aaron Rodgers I don't want to put no smut on your name if that ain't what you did my fault you know sometimes I get these these yeah yeah, you you go you take the wrong I get exit. Confused. Yeah, I take the wrong exit. Yeah. Right, I think that's a great way. But you can always find your way back on the highway. But I do always find my See? way back on the highway because this has been a great week for black sports. I start off with Shakari Richardson, oh, even though that happened? was last week, but still. What happened? She won. She oh, beat the Jamaicans. Oh yeah. Okay, I do remember that. Good for Shakari. Good for Shakari. Black people on top, <laughs> fist in the air. I am not trying to slide a Drake reference in here, but that is one of my favorite lines from his Certified Lover Boy album. And I'm like, Shakari. What? Wait, what did he say? He said, I'm with Shakari, smoking, smoking him on and off the track or something like that. I like, you know, I I just had to slide a Drake reference in there. But Shakari, yes. Props to her. And then we go back to football, Colorado won. And oh I love. God. Oh my goodness, I love it. So I didn't realize that Colorado last year, because I don't watch college football, was watch it they won one game last season. I think they were one and eleven, and then they have this new coach, Deion Sanders, Sanders, brings his son over with him, and then all of a sudden you see him everywhere. Everyone's trying. Ev- two and zero. Oh. Everyone's interviewing Dion and and he's. I mean, he could really turn. Have around. you seen some of these highlights? This boy Travis Hunter is nice. Is he also somebody who transferred to Colorado? Some, a, they they transferred a good amount of the team. They say, look, y'all bums got to go. Oh, no. <laughs> and <laughs> bought in a good, I don't know, 70, 80% of the team. These, for all intents and purposes, keep in mind that the stats and the figures that we come up with on this show, sometimes I'm made up on the spot. <laughs> 
We should put a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there should be a disclaimer in the front of our show. Like, don't, for, if you're looking for factual accuracy, this isn't the podcast for well, you. Well, not for some of these stats when we're just talking. Some of these stats when we're you just know, talking. You know, some of the stuff, we, did, we do our research. But mm. these stats we're talking, we're, we might be spitballing them, so. All I know is a black man is dominating college sports, at least college sports media. There's been a lot of stuff happening in sports, actually. I mean, Shannon Sharp was with, with, with Stephen A. Smith in the first take. Black Power, and then you got uh, Skip has Michael Skip. Irving and Keyshawn Johnson on the. Shout out to them. Okay, actually, I, I had well. to mute Skip Bayless like two years ago on Twitter because he is the most like he just adds anxiety every time he he's just, watching. He something. shot himself in the foot when he said what he said about Demar Hamlin. Let's be let's keep it a stack. Oh right. Right, and he was like, "We should be focused on the game, and let's get back to the game." And everybody was like, "What, bro? What are you talking about?" Like, oh, and Demar didn't even start this week, but I, I really oh, can't. Dang. Yeah, so they said that they, uh, it wasn't. He wasn't. I think they just sat him. I some. I don't know. I can't remember, but I do know he. They said he wasn't going to play, and they made the announcement before. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they're they're making. Does he play for the Bills? Yeah. So that's tonight. He's not going to play tonight. I guess not. Um, but they do expect him to play sometime this year. And I just feel like even if he played for even a quarter, like what what an accomplishment. Like even if he played for like a he just played a couple of a couple of quarters. You know, I think that sustaining a major injury during sports is tough. You know, because I go back to my major injury. That I sustained playing sports. I had a concussion. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm not laughing. It sounds like you're laughing. No. <laughs> it it no. feels like laughter. Like you no. play sports. <laughs> no, that's not why I'm laughing, but you're making it funnier. It's just the way you were looking at me. I remembered you said that you had a concussion when you were younger. And we talked about this actually on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we talked about I it. I just think when you were saying that, I was thinking, like, did he ever break his leg? Did he ever, like, twist nah, his ankle? I had a concussion. I was boxing. Because you don't play boxing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's not a play, play sport. All you other sports. Oh, my God. Y'all play. We don't play when it comes Wait, to boxing. Wait, did you get knocked on the head? Or did you fall and hit your head? No, I was training. I mean, thanks for rebringing up my trauma. I'm sorry, we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> nah, but what happened was I was boxing and got hit in the head one too many times. It was like the sixth, seventh round. They switched people out on me, and I just happened to be training with some people who really know what they're doing. And they went to work, and yeah. So long story short, I had a concussion. My parents was like, "Yeah, you're done." But the point is, is that when you suffer a a serious injury like that like yeah it does change you it does it does impact you moving forward that's why i have a lot of respect for people who do suffer those injuries and do bounce back mm. shout out to demar hamlin shout out to derrick rose just because like these are the players who i like who suffered injuries and bounce back kobe are you the same beast and a different animal. <laughs> oh, now, granted, I know that was funny when we first watched it, but like, if you really analyze it and look into it, like, dang, this is dope. Because Kobe had to learn how to play differently because he couldn't be the same player he was before. I also think with people like Kobe, you know, rest rest in peace. It's almost like they're. This was what God created them for. They're just some people that were just so good at what they do, and they were very dedicated, and they were very diligent. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people who play sports because it's fun, and they manage to make it in college, and then they manage to make it in the pros, and they just they can play. They're good at playing. But right. then there's other people. I mean, even Tom Brady. And I, 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 I'm just giving an example of somebody who takes care of their body. LeBron James, who takes care of your body, LeBron you invest, <laughs> and you invest in your body. You invest in in just a good like atmosphere to succeed mm-hmm. i feel like those people were just like kobe was just meant to, this was meant for him this was gonna it was be his it's destiny. so clear that he was meant to do it but you know who else it was clear that they were meant for this and i like i like them kind of like yeah i'm here coco god i know yeah Get that w I like 19 years old her 19 first years slam, old grand really slam title. like yeah i'm here stop playing with me i love it I need to get my kids in tennis. I'm telling you, that's one thing. Tennis is a tough sport. So I played tennis for two weeks in middle school. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I don't even think I even made I think of it during tryouts I was like this isn't for me and then I ended up making the basketball team and scored like four points a whole season but wait wait what yeah I was gonna drive past that real quick but it was actually kind of pathetic I all my friends how were, old were you I was like seventh grade all my friends were joining like sports and I was like I gotta do something and then so you in seventh grade you played basketball so I couldn't make the tennis team. I knew well, actually I tried out for tennis tried out for volleyball tried out for basketball during the like the the Tryout. tryouts for tennis, I panicked. I'm like, quit. Volleyball, I just knew it wasn't for me. Even though growing up, my mom bought us tennis rackets and we would actually play. So, but I never had formal training. It's my mom who would take us to the courts like almost every week and just be like, learn how to hit the ball. That's all my mom cared about. Mm. Never had formal practice, like training. Mm-hmm. It's too scared about tennis. You had a dog in you to like. Everybody take was over. so good in seventh grade, and I was like, I can't embarrass myself there. So then I drop out. There's volleyball tryouts going. I knew I wasn't gonna make it, but I stuck it through the end and for sure didn't make it. <laughs> and then, and then basketball. Tell me why I made. You know how they used to have A team and B team in middle school. Sean, tell me why I made A team in basketball. Hey, shut up, A team. <laughs> no. And I was so shocked I made A team because remember I really didn't. I didn't want to do this. I just didn't want to be left out. Hmm. I went and asked the coach, "Are you sure I belong in A team?" And she was like, "Yeah, you you were like really good." You, you know, know what's crazy? You can, you can learn. Let me tell you something. Okay, go ahead. The girls I was playing with, I am not trying to be funny, but they what were. What position did you play? Sean, I don't even know what position I was. If there's a five person <laughs> formation, I was. Look, you know, okay, you know the person at the tip of the the tip of the the, the game. The, the person at the tip. They're the two people by the the net. Was I a forward? There's two people oh by the God. net. <laughs> did you help? Did you were were you the one that was going up for the ball at tip off? Oh no no so so I was the smallest person. <laughs> You couldn't have been a point guard. No, I wasn't. I, I was like the second smallest person on the team, I will say. There's probably somebody slightly smaller than me. Okay. But the girls we were playing with were big. Like, they were big girls for seventh grade. Like, they were tall. Like, at least a foot taller than me. And mm-hmm. that's why I was like, how did I make this team? You were playing with them them Angel Reese's. They were big. And then, um, and like, really big. And like, um, I... I asked the coach, I was like, am I meant to be on this team? She was like, yeah, you have someone. You asked the coach in middle school, am I meant to be on the team? Yeah, like, was I, because I just assumed I was going to be on B team like all my other friends. Uh, And she was like, no, you you know, you have some skills. We can work on it. We can tone on it. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay. My mom, my mom is the funniest person ever because she used to come watch my games and I know she was laughing. I know she was laughing the whole time. Diana. Because, (laughs) why are you going to have my accent when you talk about, you have to do better. (laughs) Sean, we do not sound South African over here, okay? You have to do no. that. Okay. Um, my mom said that the first time she came to watch me, which is so true, it's actually an exact description of really what I was doing. She said the first time she came to watch me, I was running away from the ball. Every chance I could get, I was running away from the ball. I was a great like uh, sc- like screen person, screener. Dang, I don't even you know the terms. <laughs> I set screens. <laughs> And I used to be really, really good at passing the ball. Don't ask me to shoot. Don't ask me to shoot. And then one time I got fouled and I had to do like the free throws. And Ivy, my sister, came to the game and I missed the first free throw. Why could I hear Ivy giggling in the the stand? And I look over and she's looking at me and she's really laughing. And then I was like. Ivy's kind of tall. She could have played basketball. She could 100% played basketball. She was like in other sports. She was like in cheerleading. She's also in college. She played lacrosse. Like Ivy. She's way more athletic than me. Dang, she got all the good traits. <laughs> she's smart. She's a doctor. She's pretty. She's tall. She's thin. Dang, Damn. what did I get? <laughs> but going back to the whole point of this was Coco Gob. <laughs> you don't have to laugh that hard, Sean. The longer you laugh, the more painful it it, it reminds me. No, you and, made it. You put some and, extra sauce. And she can draw. And she knows how to play the piano. She's self-taught. This is why, <laughs> like, jeez, what? This what is why was, I make the comparison that I made. What was I? What was I doing? I was just like trying out stuff. I wanted to be an actress. Ivy was actually doing stuff that would propel her into into good schools. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to my doctor sister. Um, but Coco Goff, somebody asked her, uh, wh- what are you going to do with your $3 million? Did you see that, that Stay video? Stay out my pockets, nigga. Damn. No, tell me why somebody somebody had asked, oh, what are you going to do with your $3 million? And then I guess somebody else responded and say, you should pay your debts, pay off your debts. And she was like, there's a whole video of her laughing. And she's like, I'm not in debt. 
like I'm 19 years old I don't have educational debt like I'm not in debt and she's laughing because mm. she's like I don't guys I'm like 19 I don't have debt but she was saying the word debt mm. like she was kind of pronouncing the b and someone Debit. she was like debt like debt like D-E-B. Dang, not debt. I would love to not no, even I, to be so somebody said ignorant <laughs> to what debt the word debt that you don't even know how to pronounce it. Someone said that. Someone said it's I love not how even she's in my vocabulary. It. I love how she's pronouncing it because she has no idea what that is. Exactly. I love it. But Coco Golf, shout out to Coco her. I love Coco Golf winning. I love um what's his name? I love Deion Sanders dominating sports. I love, I just love black people excelling. I'm really Truly. happy for her. And this is just the beginning. I mean, I don't it's know just how, the beginning. I don't know how old Serena was when she won her first Grand Slam. I, I guess we could either. Google that. First one. Yeah. I. But if it's, if it's the same time. Oh, Serena was 17 years old. Mm. But I just, 350 I, days at the time, which makes her one of the youngest female tennis players to win a major. I that just was like, first title. I, I just love black people people excelling and doing well in sports and other areas of life it is amazing to see especially especially after that one i don't know if they're referees or officials after that one official was giving the other girl extra time like why are you giving her extra time probably because you think she needed oh oh we're not talking about that because <laughs> dang it sucks when you know all of them. Never mind. Let me not even. <laughs> don't don't get too far yeah, out now. Let me not. We gotta get back on the highway, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Let's not take that exit. <laughs> we might not need to take that exit. But I love I love seeing us excel. I love seeing us do well, despite the odds. I agree. A lot of people said, Deion Sanders playing coach, bringing his son on nepotism. Oh, oh, I hate them. as if other people. And other teams and other coaches haven't, you know, been playing the same game forever. As if other people who have had all the tools and resources to play tennis haven't been excelling at it as well. Mm-hmm. Steph gets a hole in one. How could he be so great? Because that's us. That's what we do. We're great. We're excellent in everything that we do. We like that. If you ain't heard. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great weekend for sports. It for was sure. an amazing weekend for sports. Yeah, and it's good. It's a good starting point too. Like, okay, you know, the tennis, uh, you know, the the U.S. Open's done. The tennis, you know, U.S. titles is wrapped up now. A black person won. Now this NFL season, you do have a lot of starting quarterbacks that are black. So I think, you know, statistically speaking, you're gonna have somebody who's in the Super Bowl who's black, and we love to see it. I love, I love um, to see it. I think that, you know, we took some L's this week as well. And I know this isn't as much as your lane. Uh-oh. It's not on the docket, but. It's not as much as your lane, but it's in my lane, and I feel it in my heart, speak and my it. soul, and my spirit. So I gotta speak on it. Israel Adesanya. I don't know if you know who that is. No. Israel Adesanya is a UFC, I think, middleweight fighter. Okay. Um. Where's the name from? He's Nigerian, okay. but he's from Australia. Oh, okay. He lost this week. Oh no. And he was fighting this white guy named Sean Strickland. Uh oh. Yeah, he knocked him out. It oh, was bad. No, no, no it, I didn't even want to see it. It hurt my heart. I'm going to show it to you just for just for context. I so guess I can just, watch that later because I don't know if I want to see violence at this time and space. No, no, no. It was bad. Like, I was like, ah, but I love the way he handled the loss because that's also a part of our, our history is taking losses and taking L's. And I, I'm curious, uh, what's the appeal to UFC versus boxing? Or do people who tend to watch boxing also tend to watch? UFC well, I just fights? like I just like seeing combat. It's it's beautiful to see now. Really? I, I under, yes, absolutely. It's a, it's I just feel like it's so bloody and violent and. But that's that's the, maybe the difference in our nature. Like uh, I understand something between men and women. I, well, there's some women who box. I don't want to be sexist. No, I'm just saying. Like when you say our nature, do you mean us individually or us as both? Okay. Whatever is uh, socially acceptable by the masses. I mean, I I'm a woman and you're uh, a man. So. Right, right, right. But I know, but we have listeners, and I don't want to be you know isolating to our listeners. Oh, because there's you know okay whatever. But yeah, so there could be some women who like the fight, and I accept that, and that's that's true. But yeah, he took an L, and I like the way he handled it because with team sports, 
you can always be like, well, we got to do better. We got to go back to the drawing board. But when it's individual sport, like boxing or like tennis, it's you. Like, there is no one to hide behind. And, um, yeah, he he got knocked out. There was There's nothing else to hide behind. Like, I don't want to. Oh no! Yeah, and he's and I mean I I, I like the guy. I mean I don't want to see that actually. I, yeah. I I'm not into that UFC, and I've just always I've always been curious because even boxing I don't watch boxing because I just find it to be very violent. But even when I was watching Creed, mm-hmm. and like you know in Creed they slow it down and they show like Creed every pitch. Right, obviously it's for cinematic purposes, but they're trying to emphasize mm-hmm. the type of like hits people do and like mm-hmm. what is what is considered um, unsportsmanlike and what isn't. I mean, it's for the, it's for cinematic purposes. It's for cinematic but purposes, even yes. watching that made me really uncomfortable because they slow down on certain hits, mm-hmm. and whether or not it's, he's really getting hit, they're trying to depict what that hit would what that look looks like. like. Yeah, and it just makes me really uncomfortable. It's almost hard to enjoy sometimes films like that or like that type of entertainment. It's tough, but I mean, it was it was rough because. Here you have this Nigerian fighter who's very confident. He just won. And so now he's up against his title defense and he lost. But I respect and I appreciate how he lost. I think losing in dignity, losing with your dignity intact matters. With character, with class is important. Um, Because we've been taking L's for a long time. And so learning how to take an L is important, right? Um. It's necessary to to take into account what you did wrong. It's necessary to take into account how to do better and how to move forward. Um, and I just appreciate how he did that. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, especially because, you know, he's super pro-black, Nigerian. Like, I'm a do-me. I, I, I love how I do things. He's one of those characters who, one of those people who's very braggadocious. And that's important. And it's necessary because we should be comfortable feel comfortable to be ourselves and um i love how he i just love how he how he handled how he took that l okay but it was a great week of sports it was a, it was an excellent week of sports it, it um, felt like a fun a fun week to watch it, it felt like a like a, it was like yes like put your fist up yeah we dominate here i also love the fact that it it even when you're seeing all these successes, mm-hmm. you don't feel, I don't know, just, if, I, I don't know how to explain it. It just felt very like, I might just be really happy because we won 40 to zero. Yeah, yeah, that's like, it might just be, you, you, you know, I felt like, oh, thank God, because I didn't want the Cowboys to be the ones to be at the bottom of the NFCs. But nonetheless, I just think also hearing like the Coco Golf story and like, well, I didn't watch the, the, I didn't watch the US Open like that. I was watching clips. Right. But she also won in front of like such a huge stage at such a young age even when all these little factors were trying, you know, their factors to consider that may have like derailed her. She was like mm-hmm. ranked sixth, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to know. count us out in, in, in so many ways. And you know what else they try to count us out? Something else that I watched that we talked about that I, I would love to bring yeah. to attention Black Earth Rising. Oh my goodness. We can. Well, what, act. what, is, what is Black Earth Hold Rising? Hold on. ISO, ISO. We can act our behind off. Is the girl's name Michaela Nora? Uh, I, the main character? Um, I don't know. <laughs> what is the Black main character? Oh my goodness. Black Earth Rising is probably one of the most important necessary shows to watch. Michaela Cole. Michaela Cole. I'm sorry. I got her She's Louise. Off, but she can act her behind off. If you haven't seen Black Earth Rising, it's... A story that follows the aftermath of the Rwanda massacre. Genocide. Genocide, thank you. The beef between the Tutsis and the Hutus, we know about that. We ain't got to focus on that. But this kind of follows the aftermath of that. You have this this character, Michaela, who is following the case where they're trying to bring some of the leaders of the massacre, the genocide, to trial. And the process by which they have to go through that and all of the nuanced implications of imperialism and colonialism and the great game and how black people or rather really African people are trying to gain their independence. It was a beautiful, beautiful show to watch. There were some aspects of it that I was like, oh, it's a little cringy, but I loved 
I just, I just, I just really want to talk about the show because I, I, I just watched it. And you, so you know. I, I had watched it before a couple of years ago, and then after you said you were watching it, I actually rewatched it. I rewatched the whole thing, and I, I mean, the story of the Rwandan genocide is something that I have, have known no, about and, oh, and, stu- and studied. I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not gonna say I, so, but I've studied, and I think that it's always such a fascinating topic because, and I don't mean that in like a wow, this is cool topic, but it's such an interesting topic because the Rwandan genocide was during our lifetime and sometimes we forget that we were technically alive when this was happening yeah, we was alive. you know we, we were two that. years old but we were alive and there's many people in this world who had to experience that yeah and lost family and lost loved ones and lost their life through that as well rest in peace for sure i think that this the issue i had with the show is that mm, yeah tell me about the issue you had with the show so i think the issue i had with the show is i feel like so the character that Michaela Cole plays, her name is um, Kate Ashby. Yeah, Kate Ashby. She she clearly suffers from um, some sort some of traumatic. Disorder. Yeah, some mm. some traumatic. She she has some PTSD from things that she For experienced because sure. she is a Rwandan by birth refugee. Yeah, and she was a Rwandan refugee. She was um, adopted by a white British woman who took her to who the was UK. A who was a human rights lawyer, a humanitarian oh, law lawyer. It was so it, it was really good. But you know, she clearly suffers from PTSD, and I felt like they were trying to portray her as so manic and so crazy. And I feel like it was a little bit distract detracting and distracting mm. from the fact that she's suffering from PTSD because of what she probably but endured I think as they a. But I feel like there were some. No, they did. I'm not yeah. saying they didn't, but I think that the way they were they were expressing that type of PTSD mm-hmm. was just very like some of it. Like there was just some. I don't want to give it away, but there was just some conversations she would have, and I I just felt like they were playing up a little bit on something that you didn't have to dial it all the way up to yeah. express that she clearly has PTSD. She does a good um, job of of. And I think being expressive in that way. Some of the conversations that she would have in those episodes where she's like, don't trust me. Mm. I feel like they were cheapening the idea that there's much more. These are like surface. Uh, There's something I think I struggle with TV and film when they dial up something that doesn't need to be dialed up that much. Mm. You can portray the fact that she has PTSD. There was just some of those conversations and I don't want to give it away, but there's a conversation where she like proposition somebody she works with. Oh, yeah. And I just felt like that was, yeah, yeah that's the cringe part. Like you didn't, you didn't need to write that in. Yeah, that was very cringy. You, know, you didn't I never, need to listen, write that I'm, in. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah, when she did that, when she was like, yeah, you know, would you like to sleep with me? I was like, ugh, not with the white man. Like, come on, oh, Jordy. That's like, not what I was thinking. That's about. what I was thinking. Okay. As a black man, I was thinking, Jordy, like, I, you don't I have to do that. I wanted her to be with. Florence. Okay. So I I wasn't thinking about it that way. I just felt like why write that in? What purpose does it serve? Because they didn't even do anything with it afterwards. Exactly. Which is why I was so frustrated. And like I hate when writers do that sometimes because I think people get so caught up in trying to make a statement piece of the movie and you can express I mean we'll talk about Oppenheimer next, but you can express that in very like subtle ways. Yeah. Um or maybe it's just me that digests it in a very subtle way. And some no, people I think, think that that's, I think the show is the show is well, you know, we've had our conversations because, you know, we this is part of the meeting room in general because some of that information and just even knowing that there were retaliations for the Rwanda genocide was news to me. So the way they depicted it and the way they highlighted the the British justice system and the Rwandan justice system and, you know, I was all down for BB. And David Rooney Hara, um, that was my people. Like, when they was going back and forth, oh, my goodness. It was the best acting I've ever seen in my life. Like, beautiful. I love seeing black people love and express themselves in ways that, like, no other community can capture. Because here it is. You have BD. What's her name? BD or BB? BB. BB. The character's name is BB. The character's the, the name characters, is BB. The, the BB character is the rwandan the, president the rwandan president and whole time she's sisters with the other black woman who they're both part of the the r ruf uh i guess they're trying to say rpf rwandan RPF, Patriot, yeah, but they're yeah. also in government they're in leadership they're, they're in government. Leadership, one's a president one's like a minister right and so they weren't they weren't sisters but like a cabinet her family minister. Sorry, adopted I, no, no, no. yeah yeah i just had to out. clarify yeah, that yeah, yeah. Clarify. cabinet minister because i said minister but i realized like a lot of the the systems like the 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 
No, that's why you have yeah, the executive, the executive systems in other countries. Like they, they're not going to be like our Congress is set up. So yeah, a cabinet minister. So that's who she was playing. But go on. But I said minister, and I was like, she wasn't a pastor. She, no, was, a no, minister, she was a minister, like of something. But the way they did that, and then like she had a daughter, and then the way that they had a relation, David Rooney Har and and the president and just what they had to do to establish this country and even talking about whether the people were ready to hear that like there was so many we could we could do a whole other podcast about that show but it was very 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 good i love seeing black people express themselves and excel and this is a side conversation but i really feel like these British actors and actresses are wiping the black American actresses and actors out of the water. I'm sorry. Why do you why do you say that? I'm just curious. I, I have Why no, do I, I say that? I'm Is because about that topic, it was but... the scene when she saw Patrice Ganimana, who was the one who initiated the whole or he was the leader of the Hutu uh, army that caused a genocide. One and of them, yeah. One of them. And she was and she meets him and he starts talking, like giving all these pleasantries and blah blah blah. She's like, stop, but like don't say nothing. And she just starts crying. It's like you you blank blank blankety blank 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 blank. But the way she was doing it was like it was she was emoting. And you can clearly see that in her eyes and her language. And I think when I see actors and actresses do that in a way that feels different. Why do you think it feels different? It feels different because... Compared to what... Uh, you could say like an African-American from the U.S., how they would portray that scene. I've never seen I've, just that dynamic, like the weight of it, right? And granted, it's the situation in which the it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the plot that makes it a little bit heavier. But here it is, you have... At the time, she thinks she's a Tootsie. Well, you're giving away the plot, bro. Listen, no. spoiler. Okay, all right, all right. Don't give away the plot. Y'all right, watch it. Right. We might give the plot listen, away later. Listen, but. the point is, watch Black Earth Rising. You know why? Because we have to support the stuff that we create, the stuff that we develop, because it's important to support our stuff so we can see it in more prevalent spaces. Black Earth Rising, beautiful show. Watch it. So I, I, I will just say, I also don't, the the statement you made i'm actually pretty indifferent to it but what i will say is you know maybe there's african-american black american folks from the u.s who don't get the opportunity to do some of those roles we don't get and maybe some people feel like you know that type of role like you almost can get typecast or that's not something that people reach out to you yes you get typecast essentially like that's not because michaela cole she is She's of African descent, but she was born and raised in the UK. And maybe, and obviously maybe because this was a British film, like a British TV show, like mm-hmm. for Netflix, but it was British produced. You know, they, those folks are the ones who are, who are playing those roles mm-hmm. for British created films. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. the, the fact that there was like, yeah, I mean, the fact that there was no, well, with the exception of the character that plays the um, Department of State Bureau of African Affairs, like head of that bureau. The one who got fired at the end of the job, at the end of her thing, because she did that statement. The black lady that was going through medical stuff. She, she was like an integral part of this show. Are you kidding me? Alice. Yeah, ma- no, Alice was the Alice- minister. Yes. Do you not remember they had a counterpart? Who worked at the Department of State? Who they were talking to all the time, and they set up that whole like. Oh, Eunice. Yes, Eunice. Oh, yeah, she was okay. killing it. I like that. She is um American, so I yeah, would just say that. American. No, no, no. I just, American, I just, so. I, you know what other shows I'm looking forward to? What? But our actors, <laughs> the the British actors. <laughs> yeah, you gotta tell me. Oh my God, I haven't watched it. Top I haven't boy. watched it either. Top boy. I haven't watched it, bro. Oh, I don't, I don't know, bro. I mean, next I'm, episode listen, we should recap. Listen, Top boy. next episode. We'll we'll recap the first two episodes, but bruv, I I don't know, bruv. I mean, Jamie's <sighs> okay. My understanding, if at this point, you know, Top Boy is like one of the biggest shows on Netflix too. Like everybody loves it. But if you haven't watched Top Boy by now, you need to watch it, and you need to watch the older version first, like the version from two thousand and five. Yeah, you need to watch Summer House. So, yeah, Top Boy Summer House, the first two seasons, and then pick up the Netflix reboot. That was great. But um, I do like the fact that this is a final season because I feel it's like some stories can drag on and people don't know when on. to end them. And 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 ending it on a high note is good. But Jamie. my understanding is that Jamie really is. But dead, that last so. season, bro, 
that last season, bruv, it, it, it did something to me. You know what's kind of scary? What's that? The fact, and I know it's not unique to the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. the fact that people actually have to make some of those choices at such a young age because they're completely abandoned by their That's parents real. or by their system. Yeah, I know it's real. I think it's almost shocking because I've never, some of the things that that are, that are even when I used to watch The Wire, some of the things that they would talk about in those communities, like they would talk about in the communities, I was mm. like, wait a minute. I would, as a kid, I never. Yeah, I was, it was sad when Michael B. Jordan died. Yeah, I just never. A Come fourteen-year-old, on, thirteen-year-old, I just Come never experienced that. Sean. Come on, man. Let me really? Listen, wait. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> no, because I really was like, oh, he's really crying. Like, dang. Yeah. And then his man was like, he was. He was shaking. Yeah, he was shaking. I he was scared started, to do it. He well, was I scared started, to pull the trigger. I started watching The Wire, but I had to stop after episode five, and I was like, I bet you did. rewatching it. No, I watched the full th- the full uh, show already, the full series. Oh. I started rewatching it because I think there are just some shows that are just so good you have to rewatch have them. them. Black Earth Rising. Once you said you were watching it, I I got my mom to watch two episodes, and she was like, I don't want to see this. This is like too much. Mm. And I understand, you know. Yes, because she was. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But you know what was else was very interesting that we went to go see? Oh, yeah. Oppenheimer. We actually went to go see Oppenheimer together. Now, Is I just want to put that... the movies together? No, we've been there to the movies before, oh, but it's yeah, been a minute. Oh, yeah, because you got mad. I remember that. It, what did I get mad about? <laughs> the last time I went to the movies, what did I get mad about? Were you talking during the movie? Why does that have to be what you was mad about? I don't know. Then I don't know why I would be mad at you at the movies. Because we were making a point. It was me, Amina, and me... <laughs> <laughs> me, Amina, and you, rather. Okay. We were in a car, and we were talking about something. You got mad because me and Amina were agreeing with each other. And you know you don't like when you're the odd person out. So... I kind of vaguely remember this. I bet you Amina remembers because we were coming from to see... We was coming to see Black... Coming from seeing Black Klansmen. Oh, right. Right, right, right. I don't right, think exactly. I was mad. Was you I was mad? mad? I was Listen, so You got heated. out the car and slammed the door. And Your car door? Yes. Okay, good. It was justified. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. But no, Oppenheimer, what'd you think? I loved the fact, honestly, that it... It, it it was a it was a quiet film. I don't know how to explain it. Like I was actually expecting. I never watched the trailer for it, by the way. Mm. I was expecting it to be they're blowing up bombs left and right. There's all this like war talk, mm-hmm. but you almost that's almost in the background and it very yeah. very hard to to even notice that it's happening. The war is happening in the background. Right, right. And it also made me really interested to go read more about that project. The project about them building the the atomic bomb because there was a conversation at the end and i think by now the spoilers are out but there was a conversation about the at the end about do we even need to drop this bomb and the way they filmed it was that the people who created the bomb were saying there's no need for it now if these you know if the germans have already you know surrendered, already surrendered and right, you know like, the japanese will follow shortly do we even need to drop it and it was like nah fuck that drop that shit and the and the the scientists i mean they i don't know how that factual like, that um, is that the scientists like, they dropped that wait. shit like a mixtape in 2012 oh, God. <laughs> oh i'm gonna let you laugh because I, I know you want to get that out <laughs> i did I, I don't they know. Not, that was that was the other disturbing part to me. Wait, though. but I don't know how factual that is. That the that the um, the scientists were really having that conversation. But if it's true, I think it's really telling. I feel like it was. That they felt like this magnitude. I mean, they were just saying in the film this the magnitude of dropping this bomb mm-hmm. when the war seems to be over. I mean, the Japanese were still you know fighting, but it was about it was given. It was going to be time. Now. That's like fighting your little brother. And they, and they were also well they were they gonna give up but they gonna put up a fight but yeah. you know at the end of the day like what's going down but also i guess they were gonna surrender eventually because they didn't have their other allies were out but i don't do you remember if the whole point was to drop it on germany or not i don't remember i don't the think they ever discussed where they were gonna drop it until the end god forbid they drop it on people that look and, and dress and walk and talk like them and the whole thing was they like, would never are- drop an atomic bomb on on other European countries and people well, the Europeans like, were bombing each other left and right. I'm talking about an atomic bomb. I, I will say the whole arms race, and so the Soviets might have built one, and the Germans may have one. They were definitely going to drop it on somebody on Europe. Yeah. That's a fact. But I think it's interesting that after the German surrender, you built this bomb, and you just feel that you have to you drop have it. To drop it, yeah, because we gotta, we gotta put. Excuse my French, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse my language, but we gotta put our nuts on the table and be like. 
don't mess with us because we will we'll do it to you. We'll really, we'll really, yeah, stretch you out. Yeah. And that's ultimately the purpose of it. And it reminded me for of another great movie I think is worth watching. It's called The Imitation Game with um, Benedict Cumberbatch. That's a very interesting name. Yeah. It's, he plays Doctor Strange, but he did a great job in that movie. And it's the, all of the preparation and the math and the science that goes into war. That goes into the technological advancements and developments that we take for granted. We like, oh, whatever, Boeing, Northrop Grumman, what do what you do? But like, no, they're really serious. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the, you know, the 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 military armies and people in in the Ukraine that's you know still fighting a good fight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we are ways off. We, yeah, we've gotten so <laughs> off, but I think it's been a good it's been a good conversation. We are ways off. I, I also oh. think you know, we were talking about at the beginning of the of the podcast that you know September's here, and I mean Do we have a couple remember? months. Okay, the twenty first day. You know, you are always singing something on this podcast. You're always in the background singing Because black something. people, we always got a song in our heart that carry us through the tough times. Anyways, what are you most excited about as the fall comes to to into play? You know. I've always thought that the fall is obviously the best season because mm-hmm. it's summer's winding down. It still feels like that summer haze. Like in the evenings, it still feels like a little summery, but right, right, right. for the most part, it's pretty great weather. Um, but I'm curious, do you have any like exciting upcoming plans? What are you looking? What are you? I mean, this is we're ra- we're gonna get closer to the final quarter. Mm-hmm. We're wrapping up quarter three soon, so fourth quarter. Looking forward. What am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to being with my family. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. Never fails. That never fails. I'm looking forward to new opportunities um, because you know Congress is back in session and election. We can get to that next episode because nobody's probably talking about that. Um, I'm looking forward to because DC in the fall is it, it don't got you know it's got a little bop to it. You know CBC week popping up. Start I've not DC. been to CBC. I ain't been to since school. law school, yeah. Do you? Oh, you have, sorry, you just said you haven't been since yeah, law school. Nah, I was gonna say, did you go? Nah, because you know, maybe I, I need to go and believe. find a husband over there. Hold on, let me look at these dates. But go on. Yeah, it's the end of September. Anyways, DC has a certain bop to it in the fall. Plus, it's hoodie season, and you know, mm. I love hoodies. The leaves are falling. I love hoodies as well. Um, it's a little. The air's a little crisper. I like it. I mean, granted, global warming might take some of that away from us, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to just experiencing the season, the new opportunities, and being with my family yeah. because that's what's dope. What about you? Honestly, same thing. I feel like uh, you know I need to focus on myself, new opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping I can you know get my coins together and go to Kenya this Christmas. It would be nice to go back. Oh yeah, spend some time. But these tickets are ridiculous. I mean, it's so expensive. It's already normally expensive to go back just a flight, but it's excessively expensive now. So, um, but I think just taking it easy. Taking it easy. Chill I feel on. like I had a busy summer. I, I could, I could, I, and I'm not a spring chicken. So I need to sit somewhere and you know really do a fall chicken. I'm a not even a chicken, but I do love chicken, mm. but I'm not one. Um, I'm just I'm getting older. I need to I need to I need to operate in in, in a space of like peace, mm. and I need to be forceful about that, and I need to be intentional about that. I so agree. I'm gonna sit my ass down this fall. Sit and, down, and relax, take a seat. Work on me. Work on you. I'm still here. Here, here. Who was that? <laughs> I'm gonna send you the video. I'm gonna show you the video when we wrap. <laughs> okay. But I guess we'll see. You know, if there's any new updates in the next episode. Any new updates? Oh, to actually, share? I just remembered because she's in the room looking around stuff that we got tickets to see Daniel Caesar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know it's not cool because people was like, "Oh, oh Daniel I thought he was canceled." I'm just kidding. Listen, uh, yeah. I never canceled. Cancel culture. Him. We can talk Listen, about cancel culture another that. day. I didn't cancel him because Forty and was that good. And the second <laughs> album was alright too, but that third album, Diana. Listen, when is the concert? When is it? October something? Oh, okay. Yeah, October something. But when he said something in the depths of snow and then Montego Bay in the first song, I said, "Oh, this nigga's out the park." He's done. Like he did it. Like it's not Freudian, but it's still fire. 
So I'm looking okay. forward to like R and B. Yeah. And I you know, I'm not I'm not in the game per se, but like cuddling season and being doing romantic and cool shit like that. Yeah. I'm so. a seasoned vet during like you know when they say um cuffing season, this is a time. Mm. I'm a seasoned vet because when you're single during the winter you have to be really you know, strategic yeah, about where strategic. you spend your time. Um As a seasoned vet, tell me yeah, give get some game to the girlies out there. Listen, just enjoy sometimes I think si- I I don't know how to explain this. Sometimes I think... No, actually, I do know how to explain it. Sometimes I think that you can be so... Especially in the summer, everyone's out and about, and you can everyone's be so focused on that. But then Sun you really don't everywhere. want to be settling with somebody in the fall who is not a good partner, and you're going to have to be stuck with someone in the fall who's just, like, bad energy all around. Don't and and I, I think you just have to find joy in where you're going in life, who you are, um, get dressed, look cute, go out for some like nice rooftop, you know, little dinners and, mm-hmm. you know, when it's like a cozy season and, mm-hmm. you know, work on your body. You know, I've been trying to do that for, you know, 10 years now. <laughs> you know, just just work on yourself, really. Yeah, this is a good yourself. time. That's, this is the good time. This is really a good time to hibernate, if you, hibernate need to. if you need to. Work on yourself so you can be better. So when spring roll mm-hmm. back around, you can be a real spring chicken. You can be, even if you're young, you could be a young spring chicken. If you old, you could be an old spring chicken. But you can be, you know, your feathers look mm-hmm. as nice yes. and as, as fly as everybody else's feathers. And with that, I think we're going to wrap it up because we rapping. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. This is the 18th episode. Shout out to 18 episodes. We've been going at it hard all year. I'm proud of us. We, we made it through the summer. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep going stronger and better. And we appreciate y'all for listening. I'm Sean. I'm Diana. This is The Meeting Room. Peace. Peace.